down to Biscay. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to the latest edition of Five on the Floor post game. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, Brian Fonseca. You can follow him on X, Brian Fonseca NY, and also Sean Rochester. You can follow him at S Rochester NBA. Y'all know them, the coach. And uh, Brian's not the coach, but he's he's he was a player at one former time. player, yeah, former player. So two point guards and a coach. Hooper. Now I'm an antagonist. And Sean was Sean's a Hooper too. So we have a Hooper type show. We're getting into a Hooper type game. The Miami Heat win one twenty one thirteen over the Houston Rockets at home. We're gonna get into that. Before we do though, <clears throat> want to call out our off the floor Discord server. You got to sign up for that. It's where we're breaking all of the latest news, where we're putting stats, info. We're reacting to all the different content that's out there. We're having great chats. Um, this is where you need to go. It's $2.99 if you sign up on desktop, $3.99 on Apple. But sign up on desktop. It's only $2.99. That's off the floor, pinned to the top of Five Reasons Sports Twitter page, my Twitter page, basically anywhere you see us uh interacting on social media we'll get you a link so reach out to us for off the floor it is where you want to go for miami heat content so the miami heat got this win we're going to talk about all the different uh, different elements of it there's a lot of different places we can go to start but i think we know where we want to start and it's going to be with the gamer of the night and now on five on the floor, it's time for the gamer of the night sponsored by rock Esports center, the place to eat, drink and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them located at 15305 South Dixie highway in Palmetto Bay. They've got a 5,500 square foot state of the art center equipped with all the high end power play all day passes available for just 25 bucks. But if you mention five reasons, it's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. So, Brian, everybody thinks I'm going to go with Tyler. Or maybe Bam with the double-double. But they're wrong. You know who I'm going with. I'm going with your homie. The one who started again tonight. Played his ass off. I wish he would have played in the fourth quarter. Nikola Jovic. He looked awesome again tonight, doing a lot of really interesting things, popping in different ways. What did you like most about what you saw from the guy that you've been behind since day one? Uh, Jovic, our Rocky Sports Gamer of the Night. So the minutes are starting to get more consistent now. And yes, the team is shorthanded, but the minutes are starting to be there for Nikola Jovic, where he has 21 tonight. He had 24 against the Suns. He had 28 in the Laker game. Didn't play much a couple games before that. Was 19 against Golden State, so to start that road trip. And this is the first time that he strung together this many appearances during the season. Um, 
his shooting was inefficient tonight, but he did everything else that really equates to winning, basically, right? And this, these are the things that you want to see. Like, for me, it's not all about the, the shooting and, you know, what he can add on that particular side of the ball, although that's a big part of it, right? Like, you don't want him to shoot two for nine all the time, but the, the great ones or the really good players or the really good role players or whatever – what you want to see is that they can contribute to winning even if their shot is off, even if the offense isn't fully there. And sure, he, you know, finished the night with six points, but he also had eight rebounds. He also had six assists. He had multiple steals, multiple blocks as far as box score. But then you watch the game, he's intense. He's into the game. He's trying to draw charges. He's, you know, making deflections. He's into it on defense. He's competing on defense. He's not necessarily being a lockdown defender, but I would say this is, Maybe probably his strongest uh, defensive effort that I've seen Agreed. from him Agreed. Uh, so far. So he's clearly making strides, and the team likes that he's bought in clearly. And he started again. Uh, I also would have liked to see them uh, use him in the fourth quarter. By the way, in terms of a fourth quarter tally, uh, this was a fourth quarter that, you know, the Heat were better in. Um, I'm going to work to pull up like the exact score right now so I can update that tally. But 31-29 Houston. 31-29 Houston. So that brings the Heat to 12-24 and 24 in fourth quarters this year. And I believe the tally would make that minus 99 because uh, they're minus two. But still, they closed out, I thought, mostly well. And Nikola Jovic was a big part of that. He was another guy next to him. And I we talked about bridge timelines on playback and tonight Sean they started Kyle who's part of Jimmy's timeline but then it was Tyler Hero Jaime Jaquez Nikola Jovic and Bam and it felt like you had your four young guys with this one vet player Bam Adebayo 22 and 12 three assists nine to 12 from the field got to the line seven times but what's been called out recently for him um, Ethan mentioned it on playback is he's getting far less dunks and far less um, unassisted baskets. What do you make of that? Just overall macro level, like step away from this game. We'll come back to the Houston game in a minute. Do you make of, uh, to me, his expanded role on offense and the things he's doing offensively is pulling him away from the basket because he's, added so much to his game that's how i tend to want to look at it but am i is that my homer glasses on what's your take on why bam's dunks and um you know like just his overall numbers very close to the rim or slightly down from a normal year yeah i think you know you hit the nail on the head like that's his ability to do so many other things makes him so much more than just a dunker a lob threat that type of stuff you know so it's it's yes, you'd like to see those numbers higher for sure. Right. But the other things he can do, the assist numbers, um, the creation in the, in transition, like the stuff that he does that a normal center cannot, I think that's why that's there. And to your point about that lineup, um, you know, when you have Jaime out there, Bam out there, Tyler out there, um, Jovic out there, I'm looking at cleaning the glass and we know we're not, we're not a transition team. And Houston is a great transition defensive team. Yeah. We weren't great in transition in terms of effectiveness. And I think that's an unrealistic expectation. We know we're bad. But we were almost 21%, which is like 
what is going on? What is different? What is different in terms of our frequency of transition? You have four different guys out there that can push. You don't need to have any of them labeled as a point guard. Anyone that gets it can go. Anyone that gets the outlet can go. And they all do a pretty good job of looking up in transition, finding shooters, getting to the basket, and they each do it in different ways. So I just think that's something to monitor when you have those lineups out there. Like Brian said, you're seeing consistent minutes with Jovic now. It gives you a different element that you don't have with other lineups. It's so true because now you're seeing Jovic getting the opportunity to bring the ball up so much. Him grabbing and going is second nature just like it is with bam and so i think that that is a really fun part of this and there's another guy that's also grabbing it and going uh we're gonna get into that in a minute with the insurance by the net play of the night and now it's time for the insurance by Lynette play of the night sponsored by insurance by Lynette.com and a aggressive insurance agency you can reach out to our friend lynette at 954-581 8800 that's 9545818800 or that's insurancebylanet.com with two n's and two t's your best play for auto insurance homeowners insurance condo insurance life insurance or a retirement program reach out to Lynette at insurancebylanet.com so the play of the night is uh is Tyler Hero had this moment late in the fourth quarter where he brought the ball down, got in the lane, about 11 feet out, got hit, made it, and won. Next couple plays down, hits a corner three. It was the sequence that sealed it for Miami. Tyler Hero had a huge game, almost 30 points here, 28. He was 10 of 20 from the field, 5 of 10 from three. Nobody can talk about efficiency tonight. He probably could have been called the gamer of the night, but we wanted to give Jovic's props. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, Sean, I'll come back to you here on Tyler. 
do do you think there's anything to make of his lack of efficiency lately or has it just been a, a weird stretch for him um tonight he was more like himself did you see anything different from him to me it felt like he just was getting back to his old ways interested your perspective on tyler hero's night yeah, I referenced it pretty early this morning when I put out those five keys that the over uh, 21 and a half. He, he should be very thankful tonight that Dylan Brooks was not active and Tari Eason was not active. Uh, the Heat in general, just the, the perimeter defense that we know Houston can throw out there. Uh, Dylan Brooks would have made his life a whole lot harder. That being said, uh, in terms of efficiency tonight, shot 50% from the field, um, shot 50% from behind the arc, hit five threes. I, I just don't ever think he's going to be one of those super efficient players he's he's just you know kind of a gunner type of shooter and i'm okay with that i know you always want more from him but uh in terms of efficiency i think he's going to have games like he had over the past week he's going to have games like tonight and you just got to kind of know what you're getting with him uh but overall i thought he was very good tonight in terms of getting to the floater i know some people don't like that shot um but he was getting there he was getting contact at times getting in the free throw line and i thought overall he had a pretty good game Let's back clean up on the rest of the bench and Jaime Jaquez, Brian. So Jaquez had 14, four and four Duncan Robinson, 14 points, three, three, seven assists and one turnover. Josh had 12 points taking his over on he night. He's been at nine and a half on prize picks. Take the over. He's been hitting double figures every night. And then Kevin love another good game, 15 points, seven rebounds, four assists. This was an all around really good game. Uh, the heat's bench outplayed. Houston's bench um do you think that there's anything to the idea that we should be concerned that Jaime Hawkins isn't quite as robust with Tyler Hero in the lineup or um do you think that this is just a situation where you should be happy that Tyler is now figuring out his offense I'm interested if you think that there's any correlation between Tyler and Jaime's uh different play I'm not saying worse play I'm saying different play well, it's just hard to – when someone gets dropped in that hasn't played in a while, like imagine imagine how this was for, for, for Jaime Hawkins where he's been on a roll, and then you drop in Bam and Tyler Hero in particular, who's going to eat up a lot of usage on the perimeter, right? So then you have to adjust. That means less reps for you. This is basketball shit, right? Like it's just getting adjusted to what Tyler Hero brings, which is generally high usage. I mean, he had 20 shot attempts again today. Um, he's putting them up there and uh, not getting to the free throw line a lot, which means a lot of it is going to come from the mid-range area, the floater that Sean was talking about. Some threes, though, you know, a bunch today. Not always the case, but half of his shots came from three today. And Jaime Hawkins has to figure out a way, um, as long as their teammates, to fit into that. And Jaime Hawkins also played 40 minutes. So there was sort of uh, a lot in terms of a two-way play that he had to deal with tonight. So I didn't think it was that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think they did get a nice win, and they need to get nice wins on this stre in these stretches because now you have – you're, I think, the only team in the NBA this week who not only has four games but who doesn't have a back-to-back -back within the week because there are other teams that have four games this week, three, two, whatever – but they're don't they don't have a back to back. They play Monday, Wednesday, uh, Friday, and Sunday. I don't know why I forgot the days of the week there. And then also, they're at home all four of these games this week, which is a big thing. So they have to take advantage of that.
And then real quickly, like Kevin Love also, because you mentioned him, he like I did not think he was going to have the season that he's had so far. Right. Um, They've relied on him more than you probably would have wanted going into the season. But I think he's really been thriving, especially lately, Uh, whether you watch the actual basketball or you gamble on it. Kevin Love has been quite, quite good. Uh, lately uh, in the NBA season. But yeah, he's he's been very effective and they needed him tonight in the night that Bam was dealing with foul trouble. Uh, although Bam still was able to muster up a pretty nice game as well. You talk about the upcoming schedule. The Heat don't have back-to-backs in that they play upcoming Wednesday against Oklahoma City. Then Friday, they're at home against Orlando and then Sunday at home against Charlotte. Whereas Oklahoma City, that game on Wednesday they then play at home the following day um, or the following night at home against Portland. They may choose to win that home game. And I don't know how they'll approach that. uh, The first game of the back-to-back, they're a young team. So maybe they'll play all their guys. That's something that's interesting to watch. We're going to talk about how the heat may handle Wednesday in the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And then we'll get to our final thoughts here. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein, again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now... The injury report. No Jimmy, no Caleb. Haywood Highsmith was back. Um, continuing to monitor the way that they use him in his minutes. Uh, also, in addition to that, uh, from an injury perspective, we did not see, <clears throat> excuse me, RJ Hampton uh, was out as well. Uh, Orlando Robinson, Jamal Kane, and Thomas Bryant didn't play, but were available. So I wouldn't expect to see Jimmy or Caleb on Wednesday either. I think we may see Jimmy towards the end of the week, maybe Sunday at the latest. Uh, and that would be a really um, welcome sight to see Jimmy Butler. So we're going to hope for that. But otherwise, uh, I would not expect to see Caleb immediately either. Uh, final thoughts, everybody. Sean, I'll go to you first. Any final thoughts on the Houston game? Miami gets that victory, and any look ahead to Oklahoma City? No, like Brian said, you got to take care of the the games at home coming up this week uh, before you go out to uh, Brooklyn next Monday. I, I did share in the chat, you know, something that I've I've kind of thought is interesting. Rim attempts seem to be the trigger for our offense um, in the half court tonight. Surprisingly, because Houston's a very good defense, one twenty two offensive rating in the half court. For Miami without Jimmy Butler, that is absolutely amazing. But only 14% of our attempts were at the rim. Um, I I saw Cooper Moorhead reference. I think there was one attempt between the two teams at halftime within four feet of the basket, which is insane. Um, But up until this point in the season, we don't really win when we have less than 25% of the rim uh, attempts at the rim. Uh, but one and eight going into this game, and that was our second one. This is the least amount of rim attempts that we've had in a win this season. So found other ways to get it done. And all that matters at the end of the night is it's in the win column. Brian, final thoughts. These are the kind of stat nuggets you get nowhere else but five on the floor. Brian will bring less analytics, I promise. Here he comes. <laughs> well, I'm not so sure because I was looking at uh, just to wrap, uh, put a bow on Nikola Jovic. Uh, his on-off is plus six this year. 
and this and tonight he was plus seven, which you know wasn't the case last year, although limited competition, right? And even on the road trip, you look at Golden State, he was plus 10. Utah, they lost. He was plus two. Clippers, they lost. He was plus three. And those are very limited minutes. But then you look at the Laker game where he had extended run. They won that game. He was plus three. So I'm sort of tracking to see, particularly when he plays 15, 20-ish minutes, the correlation between Nikola Jovic being out there to their positive play. Like, is it affecting the team in a positive light. Um, we saw that in particular tonight, even though he wasn't shooting the ball well. We did see a recent game, obviously, where against the Lakers, and they played well in general. They had a fourth quarter I didn't think they were going to have, and that was very, uh, very welcomed uh, by Duncan Robinson. Nikola Jovic was 15-8 and eight in that game and looked very good. That's probably one of his better all-around games that he's had so far, too. So just wondering how this all looks when they're closer to hole, I'm not going to say hole because Jimmy's going to come back and then, you know, who 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 else is going to get sick or tweak something or whatever. Right. It's just the NBA. We just got word right before we started that John Moran all of a sudden is out for the season. Sucks. And my entire fantasy team in our 5R league is decimated right now with injuries. So I don't know how much longer I'll be 9-2. and two. But anyway, I think uh, Nikola Jovic translating to positive play is something I'm going to be watching for in this homestand now that it looks like he has, at least for the time being, a rotation spot locked up. Rotation spot, starting spot. I can't believe that he's um, kind of harnessed that and they've kept him in that role. Spo trusts him in that role. I'd like to see him trust him a bit more late. Uh, but overall, positive things. The Miami Heat get the victory. They will move up in the standings. They were eighth to start. I don't know where they'll finish and shake out finally. I think Indiana snuck one by against Boston, even though Tyrese Halliburton appeared to get injured. We'll see where they shake out, but they're right in the mix amongst these teams. We'll have you covered for Oklahoma City. Thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Brian, Sean. We will have you covered, and the Miami Heat get the victory, so it's all good things. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reason Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad.